Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas podcast. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. This is the week where we recognize some of the hardest working and least understood people in the hospital. It's National Nurses Week from now through next Thursday. And today is National Nurses Day. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Don Webb from the Texas Nurses Association. She is their director of nursing practice. She joins us in the KRLD newsroom. Don, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Why is today so important to recognize the some of the hardest working people in the hospital, Texas nurses? Well, I think um, with, obviously with the pandemic, things have gotten really, really stressful for nurses. We've always had Nurses Day, but I think now um, with all of the stressors that nurses have gone through, it's really important to recognize um, their hard work. Um, and then I also appreciate that the, the resiliency that, that nurses have um, just showed us over the last you know, two years. You know, nurses are labor, labeled as superheroes. Um, and it's kind of like when you when you talk about a superhero, you think of this like an endless amount of resiliency. Um, so a lot of people are looking at nurses in that way, and nurses are having to be very resilient. So we have to be very grateful for that and thankful and just do little things to show our appreciation. Yeah, not to throw shade on, on any of the other healthcare workers, but I mean, when we talk about the pandemic, the doctors, they come and go, they see multiple patients in one, in one day, but when you have a team of nurses that are on that floor, they're the ones that are constantly around the clock with the patients 24-7, what, helping them with whatever they need. That little button can probably get used. Yes, <laughs> a lot. Used, right, you know? So it, it's so nice that we get to give y'all a little bit of a spotlight. Um, what are some of the, of the um, best memories of, uh, of Nurse Appreci- Appreciation Weeks that, that come to mind for you over the years? Um, I think just the thank yous from patients when they recognize that it is Nurses Day or Nurses Week, um, because a lot of people don't know. And if you're working, you know, just kind of going about your day and a patient walks in and they're like, happy Nurses Day. It's like, wow, you knew that. That's so meaningful just that people know that it's actually Nurses Nurses Day because a lot of people don't or Nurses Week or Nurses Month. Last year we had Nurses Year. Um, So or maybe that was 2020. But yeah, just the acknowledgement of, you know, happy Nurses Day. Thank you for what you do. And, you know, it doesn't have to be big gestures, just small things. Um, Again, just the verbal thank you. If if you are an employer of a nurse, you know, lunch, flowers, a balloon, you know, just just some little token of appreciation. Pay raises would be a light too, right? 
Yes, yeah, yes, but I don't think that's going to happen all in one day. A study, so. <laughs> a study came out this week talking in advance of National Nurses Week that said 83% of nurses feel under-recognized for what they do as frontline workers. Another 60% another sixty say that um, a lot of people don't necessarily think that nurses are human. They really don't understand what they do. Is that true? Yes, it is true. Um, and I think the underappreciation, it, because it comes from so many different people, um, you know, nurses were kind of in, in the center of the, the patient's treatment team, per se. So you have the, the patient, you have the doctor, you have all of the ancillary staff. So you have a lot of people that work with nurses and everybody has their piece. But the nurse is always that center, that person who's keeping the patient safe and who basically takes the brunt if anything happens. So when you have that pressure on you, it's hard to feel appreciated by other people who don't have like that same pressure on them or they have to be that last person to catch that mistake or, you know, things like that. Like when a, a doctor puts in a medication order, you know, the nurse looks at that and will immediately recognize if there's anything wrong with that order. Um, and if they don't and they give the medication, then they're the ones responsible, even though the doctor wrote the order, because we're that last line of protection. So just being that last line and putting ourselves out there like that, it's really important that we know that we're appreciated because there, there is a sacrifice when it comes to being a nurse and then the other percentage what was that question on the other percentage talking about uh, how 63 percent of nurses feel that the typical ways that they show the appreciation is almost patronizing that can be um and last year the year before um i started to be very careful about the language we use um you know using the word resiliency um implies that you know that we have this strength that we're supposed to have. So what happens when you're not feeling so resilient? Um, so if someone's always coming at you, you know, oh, you're so resilient, you're so resilient, then you're kind of held to this standard. And it's like, can I just be human? And I think that, that that's what nurses are losing. We just want to feel human, you know, um, just not, not where we're, um, I don't even know the word to use. Again, that level of resiliency, you know, that, that we're human, just human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Just being treated human and that we're tired. <laughs> You're yeah. not bulletproof yeah. for sure. Except, thank you. Yes. We've seen, and with you representing the Texas Nurses Association, we've seen, you know, so many nurses come in and out, early retirement, uh, burnout yes. during the pandemic. How important is it that Texas, you know, National Nurses Appreciation Day or week is not just one blip on the calendar, but is constantly reminded in the culture that we have in our Texas health systems. So the culture change is, is going to take time. Um, that's, you know, it's huge. I don't know if y'all are aware, but we have the, the nurses march coming up, um, next week on the 12th, the national, and there's going to be one here in Austin on the Texas. And there's things that have to happen, um, that are much larger than nurses day for nurses to truly feel appreciated and safe. And that's fair wages. I mean, for sure, fair wages, feeling safe in the workplace, making sure that staffing ratios are, you know, reasonable, um, that you're not coming into this shift where you have way too many patients and you don't even feel safe to practice. Um, and then safety. Um, people don't realize that, you know, there is a workplace violence component um, that nurses experience and we want protections. 
It's amazing that you talk about needing protections in 2022, and in 2020, everyone to a person was applauding you when you're coming in and leaving your hospitals. When did that change? I think the hype, I think there was kind of this hype thing. I, that's, that's kind of what we do in society, right? It's like, okay, we have these, these individuals who are doing this great job and wow, we're excited. We're recognizing it. We hype it up and then it becomes the norm Mm -hmm. and it's no longer the hype. And then, um, you know, I don't want to at all get into vaccinations, but that changed things a little bit. People's opinions on whether or not they should get a vaccination Um, and nurses being right in the middle of that. And it's hard to take a stance, you know, it's like you don't even want to talk about it because if you take a stance, it may be the wrong stance and your patient may view that differently and it could become controversial. So being very careful in, in what our stance is with vaccines, um, because it is, you know, such a political topic, just to be honest. How is it, um, how's it going with recruiting more nurses or more young students to think of the path of nursing as you're trying to also cultivate a new culture? I try not to be negative, but it's not going well. So it's really, I I just have to be honest. You know, you don't want to do an interview and it's like, everything's like Debbie Downer, (laughs) Um, but it's not going well. I mean, the recruiting um, has been very, very tough, even for my own organization Um, and and many hospitals um, throughout the United States. And we're hearing, you know, 40% vacancy rates and higher. Um, And then, you know, just nurses not wanting to take certain jobs, nurses leaving the field, nurses retiring. Um, I try to, you know, explain to, to any nurse that I talk to or any student that there's so um, so much you can do with your nursing license. You don't always have to be on the front line. Instead of leaving nursing, just go do something else for a little while. Take a break from it, but there are other jobs. You know, there's nursing case management, utilization management. There's different leadership roles. I work for the Texas Nurses Association, so it's not a direct patient care position, but I'm helping other nurses. There's jobs like that. Um, so there are a lot of different jobs that nurses can go to instead of leaving the field um, or instead of retiring unless they're ready to retire. Good for them. A year ago, we talked a lot about how nurses were taking traveling nurses jobs so they could go from place to place and in a lot of cases make more money at whatever cost it meant to local hospitals. Is that still a thing right now that traveling nurses, is it as big as last year? It's still a thing. I don't know the actual data on it, so I don't want to give any numbers, but it's definitely still a thing. It's still happening. And travel nurses get paid well, but so does their their agency. So that does hike it up even more. So you have these hospital organizations paying these high rates and nurses are receiving, you know, a lot of that, but then the staffing agencies also receive a portion of that. So it's very, very expensive. So then you have your staff nurses who are paying less, Mm -hmm. but they've been there a long time. So it's like, okay, we need to kind of look at that retention piece. You know, you bring in people, I've been here 20 years, you bring in people who make a lot more money than I do. And it's helpful. And I don't want to complain about that so it's kind of like this it's a very it's an awkward position to be in you, you want to be paid fairly you understand you know your, your organization has to bring in travel nurses because you don't have enough staff so you're not going to complain about it because if you do and they don't have travel staff then you're short-staffed so it's kind of this very um 
just awkward position to be in. It's not fair at all um, for anybody because the travel nurses, you know, they're traveling far, they're away from their families. So earning those wages, you know, that that's, that's what they've decided to do and that's fine. Um, but it does just kind of cause this awkwardness in organizations. And the key really here is, you know, whoever's listening needs to know that that investment needs to be made in the, the, the nurses that are there all the time. We need to look at retention. We need to make sure, and that's better for patient care. You know, when you have, you don't want to have a lot of turnover. Turnover is expensive too. So, you know, investing in, in the nurses that you have at your facility really is, it, it saves money in the long run and just kind of seeing that. And we need to sell that to hospitals and, and big organizations. A lot of the times it seems like the appreciation comes from the experience, the patients, the patient's family, those mm -hmm. who have gone through the thick of it with you, you know, it's, that's where the appreciation lies. Is there enough communication between the patients and the families to the people at the top who are employing all of these nurses, looking at who to retain, looking at who to bring back in? Do you think that there's a little bit of a disconnect there? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's not communication. Um, you know, all the communication is with, you know, frontline staff, you know, and the doctor encounters, but, but to reach the CEOs and, and top level, um, patients aren't, there's not a connection there. You know, and a lot of times when, when patients do reach out to higher level, um, it's because something negative happened. And we really need to get ahead of that. We want to, we want to be talking to higher level folks and our legislators and all of those people early on and not wait till something bad happens, not wait till that negative thing happens. So just getting ahead of it is really important. And it would be great if patients had a voice. Don Webb is the director of nursing practice at the Texas Nurses Association. Don, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.